Christianese Hot Topic. Hot uh, uh, Topic. Hey, everybody. Hey. How you doing? Coming to you from the Christianese studios in Santa Clarita, California. Jared Burkholder, how are you? Dan. We have new equipment. We're so do. excited. We got we got better mics. We got uh, we got yeah. an endowment from the National Endowment from the Arts. <laughs> yes, we did. And uh, the the McDonald's Foundation. What's that? The Kathy B. Johnson. Oh yeah, Foundation yeah. I Arts think so. It's I don't watch a lot of PBS anymore, but usually it's on there. You don't? No, what I you, haven't. You, well, because I, I don't know where it is anymore. Like PBS, <laughs> they have moved it around. Like, isn't it privately owned and run by the? By the Trump I, organization I'm looking now? for the PBS. Is it down this hallway here? Can I get through the door but there? But like, what I used to know no, where PBS was in the dial. Back on broadcast TV? Yeah. Like, I have no... Like, locally in Colorado, it was Channel 6. And yep. I always knew KRMA. I could see Mr. Rogers. I could see Sesame Street. I could see Fire Alliance. see whatever. And now... Nothing. I don't... I feel like all the shows are going to their own platforms now. Like, well, yeah, what? because they sold uh, Sesame Street to HBO... Yeah, and like Friends is getting pulled, and the office is getting pulled. Like, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do? First world problems. <laughs> hey, everybody. No, this is really serious. Yeah, Listen, yeah, like yeah. The, the global warming and not having water and everything. That's whatever. But yes. like, I am not gonna be able to watch my pictures and my stories. My, my stories. My stories. All right, uh, y'all. Yeah. No, you. Santa has been good to us. He brought us a board. Yeah. He brought us headphones. Now, so now I'm not forever pulling myself. Brian, we know you don't listen, but he's got a longer <laughs> cord for his headset. And speaking of Brian, we need to call Brian at some point because now we can do it through the board here. We should just call him, harass him. We'll get him in studio. Oh. Oh, we should. We should call. Or we can ding dong ditch him with the board. Oh, like that I'll would hold be it. Hilarious. Like, Hi, do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> yes. Um, so, how were your holidays? Well, can we talk about the elephant in the room here? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get a new hairstyle? Uh, no, I have an audition later today. Okay. So I did the Gordon Gecko where I comb it straight back because I'm supposed to play a mercenary. Okay. And so it goes straight back. And here's the fun you thing. Actually, about this. Well, I was gonna say you look. Like more evil, more evil. So I didn't know what well, was going yeah, on. So I wear all black. So it's a callback for a Budweiser commercial. So I, oh. yes. Yeah, so the, and I, here's the great thing about it. Before I, I went in before the holidays, and they sent the picture that I have a mustache in. Where I don't, I'm not currently wearing a mustache. So I was like, what the heck? I put on one of my fake mustaches, and I was like, maybe they won't notice because it's pretty good. It's got the lace and everything. Yeah. They didn't notice. Got a callback for it going in today. Thank you. So from now on, fake facial hair is the key. Well. I want you to succeed in your career, but I'm also going to pray hard that your mustache falls off right in the middle. <laughs> I just can't. You know, if I book it, I can't wait to tell them, by the way, oh, you booked the me way. with a fake mustache. You mustache discriminators. Jeez. Yes. Did you have a good holidays? Yeah. You know, you and I were talking about this a little earlier. It was good. I mean, look, we are totally, and by the way, I think we should probably do this. Christian E's word of the day. Totally blessed, Jared. Um, that's a Christianese word. In addition to lifted up, which I think we, you want to deal with that first. Let's do Gosh. that. Let's officially iterate, and then I'll tell you. Christianese word of the day is lifted up. Lifted up, Jared. Tell us about lifted up. You know, Dan. Um, we just know that you and Jill have been going through the ringer emotionally, yeah. and yeah. spiritually. And I just want you to know that yeah. as a, a church family, and yeah. as my own family, yeah. and in my personal devotions, I've yeah. been lifting you guys <laughs> up. You might have felt like you were down yeah. in the valley, yes. but one of the things about being in the valley is yeah. that you have people to lift you up. That's very true. That's very true. Now, we're saying that... Uh, in a funny, in a funny manner, and of course, there are you know there are times where Christianese words. That's what's the birth of this whole podcast, right? Is yeah. that sometimes we're talking in code, and people outside are unable to 
relate to what we're saying. So look, there's nothing wrong with that, but we have to be very careful. Well, the sentiment behind it's nice. Exactly. Right? It's that, nice. Like, yeah, you you're, are, for you're, in a, you're in a hard time. You're in a slump. And right, you have right, right. who are lifting you up to the Father. But especially when we're talking to unbelievers, I think we need to be really hyper aware of like, hey, they may not know what hey, we're talking about. Do you hear about, about? Do you hear Mark? Are yeah. You, should yeah. we? Should we lift him up? Let's lift him up. You want to lift him up right now? He's heavy though. Hey, are we going to lift him up later? Do you want to do it now? <laughs> Let's oh, do we're it. Gonna, we're going to now. Okay, if everybody joins hands, then I think we can probably <laughs> hold him because he's heavy. <laughs> That's it. So we need to be aware of that. And sometimes, why not bust through and just say, "Hey, I'm not going to use that today," even though it's shorthand. It's easy to say, "Hey, we're going we're going to pray." Can My we pray new for something? Thing is, yeah. I I want to push people down. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You hear about Mark? Yeah, we should shove him down. <laughs> we Let's shove him, shove him down. I read the book of Job, and we need to rub his face in the dirt <laughs> of his own sin and brokenness. <laughs> See, now Job is resonating with you because you have is, been on man. a big Job thing for the past couple of months. I can't man. stop, man. Okay, yeah. I'm reading. I was just telling you about this book I'm reading called "Remember Death." Yes, it's it's phenomenal, and it sounds. He admits that it's kind of macabre. You know, the yeah. is that how you say that? Is it macabre? Yeah, macabre. Macabre. We're macabre. It would be you know, so if, if we were in uh, if we were in uh, France. <laughs> Yeah. We would say macabre. Yeah, no, I think it's um. He admits that like this whole conversation seems morbid, yeah. but it seems morbid because we spend so much time trying to ignore the reality that we're all dying. Right, and you know, right, right, he right. opens just this great reminder. Like the half of the book is calling us back to remember. Yeah, you're all dying. Yes, your kids are dying. Yeah. You're dying. Everything you own is falling apart. You, there's not enough experiences or yeah. stuff that you can shove into your life that's going to give you meaning and purpose because you're dying. And so you can accumulate all the things. He goes through the book of Ecclesiastes and talks about all the experiences that Solomon had. He had a super fulfilling job and as much as he was king and ruler. Yeah. He had tons of women. He had tons of food. He had tons of possessions. He had yeah. all the things that we think would make us happy. And in the end, he goes, you know, listen, the rich man dies like the poor man and, and no, no, you're not better off yes. for any of that, right? So you can right. be successful in your career or not successful. You're still going to die. Right. Um, and, and I just... I've been struck by that, pairing that with the message of Job of um, life is really complicated, yeah. right? We're surrounded yeah. by our own brokenness, the brokenness of our world. And to have simple solutions, like we talked about last episode, doesn't yeah. doesn't make any sense and it doesn't actually match reality. And so the author's point here is we need to lean into the fact that we're dying. We need to not right. be afraid of, of talking about that because it's only when we really recognize our mortality that heaven right. seems great. Right. And he talks about not being... Um, not being nihilistic or, or not being escapist in, in the way that we think about the kingdom and, and eternity, right. um, but just recognizing that until we understand our own mortality and embrace our own mortality, then the good news of the gospel doesn't seem that great. But that's foolish because right. if we don't think about our own mortality and we hold on to these false idols, these things that prop us up and make us feel immortal, then we all have to come to this moment of reckoning. Yeah. You and I have yeah. sat with people, even yes. family, yeah, who've yeah, been yeah. there, this moment yeah. of reckoning when realizing like everything I gave my life to now yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And we were talking about the movie, uh, The Irishman. Bringing it back to Hot Topic, of so, course. Yes. Just We're just going to say at the top here, I mean, there's a little bit of spoilers Spoilers. Here. So spoilers. if you haven't seen the movie and want to see it, then Put your fingers right in now. your ears right now and hum. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that would be a bad thing to do anyway. I think if you just ran yeah. around. Yeah, I do that sometimes at a bus stop, and then people look at me I strangely, and I wonder that. why. Yeah. yeah. You're always mm. smoking cigarettes when you do that. It's curious. They're not me. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey. All little the church folks are you. tuning out right now. Right. Um, Shut it down. Yeah, 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 no. But there's this, what do you want to talk about? 
I don't want to steal. Well, no, I just it, it it you asked me how my holidays were, and the Irishman resonated with how my holidays went. Our my holidays because, were super because great. you paint houses because I paint houses mainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you've given me a few names. Jared employs me to take people out. I do. You're good at it. Um, yeah. Say hello to your mother. Hey, yeah, be right. you're a good kid. Hey, hey, hey say hi. Hey, this twenty dollars. Get you stuff something nice. Huh? Hey, it's Nikki the Chin. Dance, would you? Dude, they all had great names. They had whispers. Mister Whispered, like all. Yeah. So it. I mean, as we watched that, my wife and I watched that movie, and I gotta say, I get so much more from movies like that. It is so dark, but it's Scorsese at his best. If mm-hmm. you got three and a half hours to invest, here's the deal. And I, uh, it took me three times of watching. Yeah, it to yeah, get yeah, to get it. all the way yeah. through. But be, it's so amazing, and it gets you to your point of that book that you were talking about. What's the title of that book? Remember Death. Remember Death. That's what I was doing through this whole movie because you watch it when he was young. And when they were young, and then you watch them get old, and then you watch it's bookended. Well, and it starts with him in the nursing home. In a nursing home, right? home and it ends with him in a nursing home. And and we're dealing with Jill's aging parents right now and trying to come alongside them and help them transition into a, a, a new place to live because they need more care and all of that. And all I'm thinking about is just death and how tenuous our hold needs to be to all of this. And the Irishman did that. Like that great scene towards the end when he's talking to that priest. Mm. And and he's like the very last thing he says is don't close the door. Like he he's so afraid of being alone and like what's next. And he's picking out coffins and he and he's he's so trying to put off death and trying to reconcile it and figure it out. And he's goes and he says, well maybe I'll go to the mausoleum and be put above ground because yeah, you know it's not this like this whole monologue about how getting put in the ground seems so final, so final. And then if you just are in a mausoleum, that it doesn't seem as final. And if you're cremated, then what happens? Yeah, at the, you know you can't come back. Yeah, so go ahead. Well, I mean, just to give background, if you haven't yeah. seen the movie. This movie is about this guy who was just a delivery driver and kind of got sucked into the mob and yeah. ended up having this amazing career yeah. coming alongside Jimmy Hoffa and a lot of gangsters. And it's kind of like the Forrest Gump of mobster movies in a way because it, it and, and I stole that from the Gospel Coalition because they talk about how mm-hmm. he was there for Bay of Pigs, the Kennedy assassination, and then yeah, Jimmy yeah, yeah. Hoffa. So right. there was a lot of historical stuff woven yeah, in there. Yeah. And actually, I didn't. <laughs> As an aside, I'd heard of Hoffa. I didn't really know much about him, so I ended up yeah. reading a lot on him because I was curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he goes through this, and he kind of becomes a, a hot shot yeah. in, in this organization, this crime organization, but it, along the process kind of alienates his daughters. Yeah. And so then everybody dies, right? Like yeah. either because they're mobs guys that got killed, yeah, or yeah, he yeah. killed them, or they just die from old age. In fact, there's this scene kind of at the end where all the mob guys go to jail together, yeah. and they're just old and decrepit. And these guys who were like... Just these stallions of mobsters are yeah. now like getting pushed around in wheelchairs. Yeah. And so then they all die and it's just him. Yeah. And this priest starts to visit him and he, he's obviously trying to atone for the sin of his of his of his life. Yeah, of his life, right? Really feeling that. And he's praying with the priest. And then the last the last two minutes of the movie is super poignant. It's uh, the priest is with him in his room in the nursing home and they're praying together. And then the priest says, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to see you for a couple of weeks. It's the holidays. It's Christmas. And you can see the disappointment on mm-hmm. on his face, yeah. realizing that like yeah. the only guy he has as a friend isn't going to be around. He's not actually a friend. He's just, you know, somebody who comes and visits comes him. Comes and visits him. Yeah, yeah. And then the priest is walking out and to your point, he said, uh, can you leave the door open a little bit? I don't, I don't like it to be closed all the way. And yeah. like, here's this full circle of this guy who like people were scared of and would, it was a hitman, would kill people. And now he he's painted scared houses, to and die. Now he's too scared to yeah, even have the door have closed. The door. It's just, and, and to me, and look, this is gonna, this is probably gonna make some people angry and stuff. And I'm not saying this to make people angry, but I are you a shock jock? Yeah, I'm a shock jock. Now that Don Ivis is dead, you're gonna oh, take his poor seat. Poor Don, man. So here's the thing, I 
that a movie like that, and you and I were talking about this. Just this is my personal thing. This is my opinion. Um, it resonates with me more in terms of talking about gospel issues and eternity and Christ and why do we believe what we believe and and how strong is our faith? I've been wrestling with that too. I'm like, God, I am so you know. David talks. David Haig talks about this all the time. Mm. With like sometimes when you're sinning or you're doing you're, you're a, a, an unbelieving believer. Yeah. And there's so many times where I'm just like, I feel like my hold on on Christ is so weak. Mm. You know, because I don't really embrace it. And I see a movie like that, and it resonates with me so much more than say something like Fireproof or right. one of these Christian movies that again there's nothing wrong with it and and I, I, everybody involved like Kirk Cameron I, people bag on him it's not my cup of tea but he's a brother in Christ so it's just not it's not my thing but I also then I'll, a lot of times people of faith will be like oh but I can't watch something like The Irishman because it's there's bad words and it, but it's like yeah, but that's life too and look at it as a picture of why and how much should we be clinging to life and to Christ and and are we real really like are we in this to just stay alive forever well and it's interesting because I, I don't know much about Scorsese I imagine he's not a believer um, I don't yeah I don't know he's Catholic but like there is a spiritual whether he is or not there is a spiritual through line in so many so much right. of his work as there is and it's like an existential yes, crisis right exactly. I mean that's, that's essentially the movie ends yes not having wrapped up anything. In fact, you you end the movie, you kind of feel angsty, yeah. right? And recognizing yeah. that, you go, wow, that was a good movie because yeah. like, it stirred up emotion in me. Yeah, absolutely. But you, you see Frank sitting there, scared to close the door at the end of his life. All his friends are dead. He has yeah. a ton of questions about eternity and reality, about his own sin and guilt. Yes. His daughters have left him. And you leave that movie going, almost asking questions a little bit. Right? Yes. And yeah, for yeah, the Christian, yeah. we can watch that and go, oh, okay, well, I, I understand why he feels that way. In fact, he should feel that way. But to, to see someone who's not necessarily part of the Christian community recognize that and draw it out, I get your point. Yeah. That sometimes in Christian art or Christian movies or something like that, it's all tidy. Right there's yeah. a crisis and it's going to be bad, but then everybody gets lifted up, and then there's a resolution. Christianese word of the day. Lift it. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, every, everything's fine in the end, right? Everybody gets yeah. saved, and whatever the crisis was, it resolved. In fact, it's better. It's like ten times better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly, even at the Book of Job, there's yeah. a good ending, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God comes and questions him, and then God restores his health and gives yeah. him more possessions that he had and more family and all that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think to recognize uh, that the angst that Scorsese kind of teases out there is what we're meant to feel, both for the believer and the unbeliever, just in a yes. different way. So for yeah. the, the right. unbeliever, it's the angst of, man, I gave my life to something, and it doesn't feel like it's enough, and now I'm scared about what's coming. They should feel right. scared. Yes. Right? They, were made, they were made to be in relationship with God through Christ. Absolutely. So they should feel scared. For the believer, and this is the point of, of this, this guy's book, and by the way, the author's name is Matthew McCullough. Matthew McCullough, and the name of the book is? Is Remember Death. Remember Death. I wonder if we can get him on the podcast. He's my buddy's pastor. We might be able to do that. I think that would be fascinating. We, um... Well, now that we have this board, we've got the board. What we if can I call just him up? send him a picture of the board and be like, oh, gosh, "These guys are legit. <laughs> these guys are legit and pro, huh?" But for the Christian, the yeah. angst should be, I "I'm made for more, right? Yeah. I, I'm right. made for eternity, and so I can't put my hope in the thing. I can't put my hope in my career or my family or my possessions mm -hmm. or my 401k or the experiences that I have." And he yeah. identifies that so well. He's talking about how when he goes on vacation, yeah. from the moment he goes on vacation, he's already thinking about the end of the vacation, wow. right? Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, on vacation yeah. the last yeah, two yeah. weeks, and yeah. I've been struggling with that, right? Yeah. Like, I know. It's not that I don't want to go back to work. It's no, just that it's been so great. Absolutely. And so I think, again, that angst is something that as believers we resonate with, right? Because yeah. we weren't meant to find our hope in this reality. Right. We're made for more. 
Right, exactly. And so I, I think movies like that don't put tidy, tidy endings. They don't put a bow on it at the end. They actually speak to yes. life as we experience it. Exactly, it is life. And that life. gives us a better bridge to talk about the gospel with unbelievers than I like, agree. hey, are you having marriage trouble? Watch this movie and everything's fine. Uh, exactly, and that's that. What, exactly where I was at because as I said, we're moving Jill's folks out of their home that they've lived in since the 60s and as I put stuff away, the Christmas gear for the last time and I, I think about them They've got so much more time behind them, as do a lot of us, you know. But like they're they're right at the door there. He's ninety one, she's eighty eight, and it's. I'm just like I'm just struck by oh my gosh, this is this is a real thing, and none of us are getting out of here alive. This this uh, Gospel Coalition article it says it's it's rather about this movie. It's rather about the reality of human mortality, and the perspective death gives. If every uh, if everyone dies and will eventually be forgotten. How should one live? What really matters? Mm. You know, and that's mm. and that's the thing that just uh, you know they go on to say here, like the nursing home setting reminds us of the inglorious frailty of life. Um, whoever we are in our prime, iconic mobster, union boss, U- uh, U.S. president, we'll all likely uh, end up in a wheelchair, organizing our pillboxes with shaky mm. fingers, mm-hmm. taking our blood pressure multiple times a day, telling stories of the glories gone by. If anyone is there to listen, and that's the thing—is anybody there to listen? Right. You know. Right. And we may, we may end up like our spouses may may precede us, our kids, whatever. We may end up being alone. So then, what what do you have? You have eternity. You have Christ. And is that a real thing and do we live like it's a real thing and also are we realistic it made me look at my life because so much of the time like i identify as a christian but i i don't live my life that way so much of the time and i want to be better at that i want to get better at really holding on to this is this is a real thing and and am i living out my life this way or am i living like an unbelieving you know believer well and it's been interesting that our life experiences in some ways overlapped the last year yeah um, and even the things we've been reading and thinking about, because I think this ties into that. And I think it really is the question of what gives unifying meaning and purpose to my yeah, life, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can, I can, a lot of us pay lip service to the reality of Christianity, right? But then the the details of our life are actually something quite different. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, what gives meaning and purpose to my life is that I'm living out the calling to make much of my Savior in everything that I do, which means then that I can I can go through those same kind of years, probably not killing people like he did, probably, although I'm open. <laughs> but I can go through those same kind of years yeah. having a career, having yeah. a family, having yeah. hobbies, having friends, having experiences. Sure, sure. And I don't put my my totality in that. Because if you put yeah. your whole hope in that, in your yeah. career, yeah. in your retirement, right? Once those things come to an end, as that guy's life did in the movie, yeah. then you're left going, well, that wasn't enough and now it's over. Yeah. But the, the author's yeah. point to remember death is, but but if your hope is ultimately not in these experiences, but in Christ, you're actually freed to enjoy these things. Yeah. He describes this as an appetizer for what's to come. Oh man, he said, when you're great. When you're at a restaurant, you have an appetizer and you're sad the appetizer's over, but it's okay because you know that the main entree's coming and you're excited about that. Yeah. And it kind of gets you, ex- you enjoy the appetizer, but it gets you excited for the better yeah. better entree that's coming. Yeah. He said, that's what this life is meant to be. If we put yeah. all of our hope here, then we're going to end up sad and lonely and empty. And there's nothing we could do. I mean, that's Solomon's point in Ecclesiastes, right? Yeah. There, it doesn't matter how successful you are, how much money you have, yeah. or how many friends yeah. you have, there is going to come a point in your life where you're going to look back and go, it wasn't enough. Yeah. But if we see this as an appetizer that we enjoy, yeah. but we enjoy it because we enjoy our Savior, and we enjoy it on our way to enjoying our Savior, yeah. then I can get to the end of my life, and I can look back fondly on those experiences and thankful for those experiences yes. and relationships, but not, not sad and empty and lonely because I know that this isn't it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, then yeah. if I can... 
again, his point in this book is we got to take we got to take that perspective into life now. Now, right? now, we think about it at funerals. People think about it at the end of their life. We need to be thinking about that in our teens and our twenties and our thirties and our forties, yeah. our fifties, because that shapes the way then that we live. Yeah, no, it really. So we does. break down that that kind of bifurcation of. Yeah. Um, oh, this is death. I'm not. I'm not going to really deal with it now because uh, right. that's never going to happen. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. Reading. Um, obviously, we're we're vaguely, very vaguely. I don't even like this term, but vaguely reformed-ish in the way we think about yeah. our, our salvation. Yes. And that just means that yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we put a lot of emphasis on what God did for us in Christ as the finished work, right? Yes. Our justification by faith means a lot to us. Um, yeah. But I think sometimes we tend to bifurcate our justification from our sanctification. And, and just reading this book, and I'm preaching a couple months, so I'm thinking about that sermon and thinking the fullness of what God calls us to isn't just this ethereal, uh, intellectual yes. hope in the finished work of Christ. No. The full expression of our Christianity as God intends is justification yeah. paired with sanctification, right? Yeah. So that the real joy in the Christian life doesn't just come as I sit in a room and go, praise God, I'm saved by grace through faith. Right. Joy comes when I understand that, and then I, I live in and faith I, yeah, out, because then yeah, I have I lots of opportunities yeah. to see that living and breathing in my life and in the life of those around me. Yeah. So again, I think to break down this divide of, I don't have my Christian worldview that I do at church and then kind of the other things that I put my hope in. Right. I'm called to live with my eyes on eternity. Yes. that's what gives meaning and purpose right and now. And we need to do that and, and exhaust ourselves doing it because so much of the time I will catch myself, like I will do things at church or I will do something and I'm like, oh, that's, that makes me feel good. I'm I'm being sanctified. I'm like, yes. But it's like... Check that box for the month a, of January. It's a 24-hour-a-day job where you can't be afraid to get interrupted by somebody who needs to, to talk or you have an opportunity to talk to somebody about spiritual things or really come alongside somebody or invest and do that because it's so I catch myself all the time just saying well that's going to be too messy or that's going to take too much time and I got other things I got other fish to fry right now but if we really believe this and we embrace the fact that you know someday we're going to come to the end of ourselves here in this this mortal existence and what's next and do we really believe that you know do we believe that what Jesus says is true. Yeah, you know, and 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 it's and it's just it's not enough too to just uh, like you said it can be an intellectual pursuit, and I like that. I like having the intellectual as well, but you have to really you have to live it out. You yeah. got to get busy, get right. busy living or get busy dying. You know, and it's just I don't know. I I've been convicted uh, of that. Christian E's word of the day. Oh, and here we go. This Thank is you. a double whammy today. We got yeah. the word convicted. Convicted it does which... not mean that you're before a court of law and you're. You know. That's right. What does it mean, Jared? What's convicted? Dan, it's that inner feeling. Yes, it comes from your conscience when you know you've done something wrong. Guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, and, it's a wonderful word because yeah. universally people know what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I. I it's Christianese adjacent. How about that? Yeah, okay. It's it just is. outside it's just the outside shading Christianese. of Christianese. Let me read you this real quick, and then I know you got something there. It says, uh, at the end of this article by Brett McCracken at uh, the Gospel Coalition, which I recommend mm. you guys read, if you see the Irishman to kind of as an accompaniment, it's a good way to think about this, and have discussions mm. with other people, because yeah. the number of people who have seen this blockbuster $160 million movie are going to dwarf a lot of things that you may see that's a Christian, a so-called Christian movie, and you will. it's a good on-ramp. And yeah, I think, don't send us emails about how much you love Kirk Cameron. Just don't do it. Because um, I, I think there's a <laughs> send great... Send them to Jared at blessingfilledhost at gmail.com. Please do. There, um, there's a great place for those kind of movies, yes, right? absolutely. But I think a lot of times, like, the outreach that churches do is, yeah. let's show this Christian movie and try to get your unbelieving friends to come. I think it's so much more poignant 
it, right? A lot of a lot of people have watched The Irishman. How yeah. about I watch it and then I'm prepared to strike up conversation and talk right. about that last scene, right? Exactly. Because I don't think Scorsese meant to do this, no. but he tossed Christians a softball here to get into a spiritual, yeah. existential, end-of-life conversation just by talking about the movie. And right? how many people are going through, like like Jill and I are right now with her folks, people are going through that all the time. At church, yeah. I see in life... I, boomers I, I, are dying, Dan. Exactly. We boomers are just kicking it. Are you you're a boomer? No, I'm not. But but my kids call me a boomer yeah. just to get under my skin. Uh, and then I start... Okay, boomer. Yeah, and I start trying to explain. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't understand. That. Actually, children, I'm a generation... <laughs> what are you, generation Z? Z, Z Niner? I think. I think I'm okay. Niner, yeah. Uh, anyway, listen to this. So your earthly life is, this is the, the uptick from uh, uh, the bottom line of the Irishman, according to this guy who wrote this article. Your earthly life is a vapor, a quickly forgotten whisper. All you do in the name of your fleshly fortune and glory will fade into oblivion, but your eternal soul will live on forever in heaven or in hell. And death, as Scorsese so rightly reminds us, is coming for us all. What are you doing to prepare yourself and others for that day? And mm. I think that... For 2020, that is going to be, and, and I'll probably forget about it tomorrow because you know how this stuff goes, but I really want to cling to that. Because of the drinking, yeah. Well, that and then the uh, the funny cigarettes that I smoke <laughs> when I'm at the bus stop. That's a callback, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that brings it right on back. Thank you. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, I did derailed your train of thought. No, you didn't. No, 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 no that's it. No, that's I think that's I a great thing to focus yeah. on this year, yeah. right, is to, to recognize... Uh, recognizing our mortality drives us to be more intentional. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that like we're, you know, we sell everything and move to Timbuktu. Another book I'd recommend um, that I, that I read a couple months ago is David Platt's. So I think it's called something needs to change or something's got to change. Okay. Um, it's, it's him kind of hiking through the Himalayan mountains, meeting these people that are impoverished and yeah. lost in a kind of, um, ancestor worship and things like that. Yeah. And just kind of examining his own life. And it's, it's not preachy. It's more reflective. It's really yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, again, I think that's the journey that God has me on is, is what does this cause us to do? Yeah. Cause we can read books about this. We can talk about this, but what does this actually cause us to do? Yeah. And just thinking this morning, reading this book, um, I, I gotta be careful. I'm, I'm still working this out. So understand, sure. I'm not saying that, uh, joy in Christ comes through what we do think joy in Christ comes through the finished work of Christ. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I think that we miss out on the full expression of that if we're not on the mission that God has called us to. Yes. So in God's design, he saved us, and that that punctiliar moment of salvation then puts us on this life journey. And if we only just stay at that point of salvation yeah. and only just celebrate that without ever moving into living out by faith yes. um, the change that God is working in us, then yeah. we're missing out on some of the fullness of joy, right? Right. So I'm not saying that the gospel is insufficient or the work of Christ is insufficient, no. but in God's design, yes. he saved us. He says this in Titus, right? He's redeemed a people who are zealous for good works. And part of those good works are spreading the gospel and sharing right. this hope and faith without works is dead. So it, it is 100%. that balance. It's that balance. And I, I I just get guilty about that sometimes because I, I have the head and the intellectual part of it, but then I'm guilty of not really living that out and getting messy and talking to people when I can about this stuff and serving them if I can, but serving them as a platform to the gospel. 100%. I was thinking this morning that pursuit of earthly comfort and pleasure uh, isolates us because it pulls yeah. us away from each other towards our stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 towards yeah. the preservation of our stuff. Yeah. Um, but pursuit of Christian joy and the fullness that, that comes with that pulls us towards one another, yeah. pulls us towards the lost, and pulls us towards the hurting because we're filled with the joy of Christ yeah. and we want to share 
Yeah. So if I'm all about my comfort and my experiences, then I have to draw back because managing my stuff and my experiences is a lot of work. Yeah, right. But right, if right. I'm already filled in Christ, then I'm actually motivated to move towards people. Absolutely. Um, and so what God calls us to isn't isolating. It's actually communal. Yes. And so we're meant to help yeah, yeah, yeah. other Christians and we're meant to call people to the hope that we have in Christ. Yeah. It's great, man. This is uh, the time has flown by. This is a hot topic, but this is I think this is such a good thing, and we need to have more discussions like this. And if you have any, if you have any thoughts about this, and you have movies that like The Irishman that you think is not necessarily a Christian movie, but is a great uh, vehicle to talk to people mm. about Christ and the finished work of Christ and and what kind of hope we have in Him for the future. Email us at blessingfilledhost at gmail.com. Blessingfilledhost at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know some of those movies. We'd like to talk about them. Can we just end by, yes. I, I would love for you to speculate. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Hoffa is? Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think from what I have heard and read, because I did a deep dive after this movie, I mm-hmm. don't think Sheeran killed him. Yeah. I think he he talked about that. I think that uh, Hoffa... I have a feeling, here's what I think went down. I think Hoffa was at a hockey game, and he inadvertently choked on a piece of popcorn mm. or perhaps mm-hmm. a hot dog, a yeah. bit of hot dog, because it's made from intestines and things like that, and it can get large. Yeah, and it's the Midwest. I mean, they're right. throwing down dogs. It, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it gets launched in your larynx. Somebody tried to give him the Heimlich. Mm-hmm. It it didn't work. It broke his ribs. Mm. He thought he was fine. On the way home, when he's driving home, he started hemorrhaging internally. So the car, it was icy because it's that part of the world, man. It went off a cliff, and it is at the bottom of a frozen river in Waukesha. In Waukesha. That's what I think. I'm going to get on Google Images <laughs> and see if I can zoom around and find that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that I think that's what happened. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That seems really plausible. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's up with you? Anything new coming up that you're excited about for 2020? <laughs> I have 2020 vision. That's excellent. That's going to be um, a musical. No. No, not really. Okay. It's a pretty normal year. Yeah, good. I, there's a conference I'm going to in April called Together for the Gospel, which oh, is Oh, you're great. going there. Now, you didn't go last year. Did I you? didn't go last. Two years ago, I didn't go. Okay. Um, but I'm t- my dad's going to come with me. I'm really That's really great. So that'll be great. Dude. Um, that's great. <laughs> Long sigh. I don't know. That's it. How about you? <laughs> uh, I'm excited to do this stuff, man. I'm excited. That's one reason I invested in some more stuff yeah. for our show, because I'm excited to talk to people and to try to really be active and not be safe this year and not to just kind of do the bare minimum and not because I'm trying to get my way into heaven because I'm trying to honor the great gift that I've been given and so much of the time I squander it. Yeah. So I want to be active. I want to have energy. I want to go out and just 24-7 it as much as I can because I'm going to be dead. I'm going to be sitting there counting my pills someday Mm. in my shaky hands saying, priest, please don't close the door because by that time I've converted to Catholicism. Okay. just want to let you know that. Okay. I'll expect that then. (laughs) I'm going to slam the door then, Dan. How about that? You. I was going to hit a button, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not <laughs> Save gonna the button. Save them. Gonna... Hey, let's do this one. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks. Hey, hey, happy new year to you. Um, man, I had something. You know, don't get you old, did. Dan. It just it just left. Too late. It Too late. I'm left. already old, my friend. Yeah. All right. This is Christianese Hot Topic. We will see you next time. BlessingBuildHost at gmail.com. Goodbye. Thanks for lifting us up. Hot Topic.